Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Aisle. I'm your host Nikki Wolf and we are returning today talking about women's health and hormones but specifically focusing on your cycle. So today you're going to walk away understanding much more having clarity on your cycle, your menstrual cycle and we have one of our favorite returning guests to this show, Vanessa Oli. She is a women's health nutritionist fertility awareness educator and functional health coach. She works with women of all ages to help them balance hormones, heal digestive issues, have PMS free cycles and get pregnant naturally. We have two previous episodes with Vanessa, episode number 20, where you're learning more about PMS and that it shouldn't be painful. If it is painful, there's something wrong. And our next episode is on meeting your hormones. So that's not scheduled quite yet, but it'll probably be around episode 25, 26. You are not going to want to miss that episode. Meet your hormones. Well, without further ado, Vanessa, thank you so much for coming back to the show. Thank you as always, Nikki. Thank yes, you for having me. Absolutely. We are kind of taken to the next step. So I would say meet your mm -hmm. hormones is kind of like level one, your associate's degree. Now we're moving into the bachelor's degree and understanding yes. the cycle. 100%. And we were talking a little bit off air about this, but I'm just so glad that we're having this conversation because people need to know that there is no shame if you're like, yeah, I don't know anything about my cycle. Like I genuinely don't. And it's becoming more like popular to talk about hormonal issues and, and reproductive issues and fertility and blah, blah, blah. But who is telling us about our cycle? Like who is blatantly explaining it to us like a five-year-old this is your cycle this is everything you need to know so I think we are really really filling a gap here of just like here's the the quick and dirty masterclass on everything you need to know about your cycle absolutely and just for you guys you know this is not something that I'm an expertise on. And that's why we brought Vanessa to this show. You know, I know this, I know this. And it's funny because I feel like I know men's hormones so much more, but mm -hmm. this, so I'll probably be asking those five-year-old questions to really simplify, create analogies to help us understand so that we can walk away fully comprehending the material. Because sometimes if it's so overwhelming science and you miss the first few parts, you're never going to be able to follow up. So we're really going to kind of pull back the layers and give us that deep dive. Mm -hmm. Now, before we jump into the cycles and kind of guiding us through those, I want to know what is your uh, period of guilty pleasure? Yes. Okay. I have a few. So for me, number one is going to be a rom-com in my bath, like watching a rom-com in the bath. Ooh. I like I really treat myself when I have yes. a good bath. Like I get my Epsom salts going, my essential oils in there. I use my, like um, the bath liquid I love is Bathorium. It's like a, a non-toxic, like amazing, deliciously scented uh, bath like liquid. And I'll have my candles. And then I watch like some, probably How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or 27 Dresses, like a classic. Yeah. That is probably my favorite. Uh, I also really love the Lindor uh, sea salt, dark chocolate. That's like, yeah, ooh, my favorite chocolate of all time. Those yeah. would be probably my two most loved things when I'm perioding. I love time. it. And do you do all three at once sometimes? The chocolate oh, in the bath with yes. the movie. One hundred percent. I keep my chocolate in the fridge. Take it out of the fridge. Take it up to the bath. I've got my tea. I'm in my bath, and I'm just like you're mm -hmm. set. <laughs> love it. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Let's jump in. Let's start. If you can guide us through your cycle, and maybe we even talk about symptoms, maybe the cycle length, and 
possibly supplements that we can utilize during each phase of those cycles. Yes. So we're going to, we're going to talk about all of that. And the way we're going to break down your cycle today is we're going to explain the four main phases of your cycle from beginning to end. And within each phase, we'll talk about the hormones. We'll talk about essential nutrients and essentially we'll do warning lights. So if this is happening, this is a sign that something's wrong in this phase. This is what it should feel like. So we'll give you a benchmark for, and a goalpost for what it should feel like. Cause people need to know what they're even aiming for. And then some signs that things aren't going well, because there are very common and often touted as normal symptoms to experience that actually are huge check engine lights saying warning, like a hormone is imbalanced here or something is off. So let's start at the beginning of your cycle. Nice and easy. It's very, very easy for us to remember the first day of your cycle is the first day of your period. But when I say the first day of your period, spotting doesn't count. This is the first day of your full red bleed. So fresh red blood. A lot of people think that their cycle starts either the first day they start spotting or it starts the day after their period ends. Nope. It's the first day of that full red bleed. So the first day you'll need a pad, a tampon, a cup, something like that. Anything more than a liner. And that is a beautiful thing. Nice and easy. Your period. We're going to talk about the first phase. This is your menstrual phase. Easy to remember. It's the length of your, your, your perioding, the length of your bleeding should be about three to seven days in length with, with at least one medium to heavy day. And when I say medium to heavy day, we're talking about flow. So we can honestly have an episode just about like your period, just about the menstruation, but because so much can go wrong and there, there's so much to, to talk about, but let's specifically talk about the flow and the symptoms. So one medium to heavy day means that in a day you are filling about three to five regular tampons or five more, five or more. So medium flow would be three to five heavy would be five plus. And that is great. That's a nice consistent flow. If you are changing a super tampon every hour or every other hour, if you need to wear diapers or like maxi pads during the day, you're bleeding through at night, not good too much blood loss. We don't want to lose more than about 80 milliliters of blood throughout your entire period. So many of the women I talk to are losing that in one day. And if you've listened to our previous episode, correct me if I'm wrong, Vanessa, that could mean you have too high levels of estrogen. Ding, ding, ding. You are learning, girl. We are learning. You are listening. I love it. I love it. Yes. That can be a huge sign of high estrogen. So if you've listened to exactly our previous episode, you know, estrogen builds that uterine lining. So if estrogen is really high, we're going to build too much, too thick of a uterine lining. It's going to take forever to shed. This is where we get our 10 day periods where we get the excessively heavy flows that make us anemic and exhausted and pass out on our period and throw up all of those things, not acceptable. So we also talked about this in our first episode together. Your symptoms on your period should be no more than one to three out of 10. Little tenderness is normal. A little bit of moodiness is normal. You're going to feel a bit tired. You should not call in sick to work. You should not cancel plans. You shouldn't feel like an anxious, moody, irritable mess or like you are Godzilla, but that is not normal. So that's what we're talking about when it comes to the first phase, menstrual phase, the phase that you're bleeding and very, very important nutrients here. We essentially are replenishing our blood loss. So we want to look at iron. We want to look at B12. We want to look at minerals like magnesium, selenium, zinc. Those are all really beautiful. So I love taking a food plus supplemental approach. Um, A lot of people do really well with magnesium before bed, a B complex, or potentially a general multi. All of those can be great to take on uh, and around your period. Fantastic. Okay. So that gives us a good understanding. That's your, the menstrual phase. 
between three to, you said five days? Or three seven? to seven. Okay. Three to seven. Okay. Perfect. That you makes sense. It. Okay. So after Perfect. this phase, then what happens next? Yes. So the day that your period ends, now you wake up the next day, welcome to your follicular phase. And we take this with a grain of salt because technically everything leading up to your ovulation is your follicular phase, but for ease and simplicity, we separate them out. Menstrual phase, follicular phase, and then continued. So follicular phase, this is essentially the time from your period to your ovulation. This is a very exciting time. This is usually when we feel are close to our best. And this is characterized by the rising levels of estrogen. So again, this is what's going to give you a bit more of a sex drive. It's going to give you a bit more energy. Now you can start to push a bit harder in the gym. You'll be a little bit more social. You might have more capacity at work, or you might be more productive, be able to take on a little bit more, which is all great. And you may notice you're just a little bit more resilient to stress. A lot of people feel kind of tired and a little slow on their period, a little groggy, you're going to climb out of this in your follicular phase. And as estrogen is rising, it's responsible for all of those things. A little bit of testosterone comes along with that, which is nice and easy. And this is going to be a very variable phase. So for most people, it will probably be around 10, 15, maybe 20 days. Like that will be pretty, pretty typical. But it can be shorter or longer. This is the most variable phase of your cycle, depending on stress levels, hormonal activity, life circumstance, all that stuff that's going to impact your hormones. Now, what about an individual in that first phase who has higher levels of estrogen? From what I'm understanding is the second phase, your estrogen starts increasing. Is that, you know, somebody who has higher levels of estrogen in that first phase, does it increase even more? I mean, I guess that can yes. vary individual to individual, but or would it stay steady for them? Yes. So it has to increase. So in order, and this is so fun, your body's so cool. In order for you to ovulate, your estrogen levels need to increase 40% from baseline in order to trigger ovulation. Because there's almost like, if you, you think of like a relay race, if someone's holding the baton, they have to make it to the next person to pass that baton. Estrogen needs to have that increase of 40% in order to trigger the next hormone, which is luteinizing hormone, to have ovulation actually happen. If that rise doesn't take place, ovulation cannot go off. So you're exactly right. And I love what you're alluding to because a huge warning sign in this phase is if you start to feel worse, if as you move through this phase, you're not feeling more energized, you are not feeling better, you are not feeling like you're more resilient to stress, you're actually feeling cranky and low and bloated and tired, that's usually a sign that that, that high estrogen is now carrying on and you're overproducing estrogen and a lot of women experience that. Okay, so for if you're feeling that moodiness, the tired fatigue, all these symptoms, it could be that in that second phase, your estrogen is going too high. Yes, exactly. Because your baseline is already too high. Now we're adding more fuel to the fire. It's not cute. It's not going to okay. feel good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Okay. So we got right. phase one, phase two. Now we're on to three. Three, my favorite. I love this phase. This is your ovulatory phase. And I mean, it's so classic that this is our favorite, but this is when we feel our best. Typically, when everything is going right, your ovulatory phase is your, the shortest phase. It's usually going to be about three to four days. This is the time around your ovulation. Ovulation technically only happens for one day. 12 to 24 hours is a very short-lived experience, but we can ride the high of those hormones on a few days either side of ovulation, which we like to do. So around ovulation, 
situation, you will notice you have a way higher sex drive. You should be now peaking in your energy levels. This is when I love to bring, for example, sprinting or high intensity interval training into my uh, exercise routine and add on a little bit more intensity into my workouts because your body can handle it. You are much more social at this time as well. So these are all things that you want to take advantage of. You can have a lot more on your plate and actually delegate and be really, really great and on your stuff. Whereas in other phases, you'd completely collapse and be like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. That doesn't happen in the ovulatory phase when things are going well. If they're not going well though, similar to the follicular phase, you can feel pretty crummy. You can get mid-cycle spotting. You can have uh, headaches or migraines. All of these can be signs of too much estrogen and along paired with just generally feeling low, feeling crummy. Okay. And is it mainly the estrogen that's creating that crumminess or is there, I, I know, cause I, I believe you said in the second phase, testosterone's kind of playing a role is estrogen kind of the main character though in phase three. Yes. So estrogen now is still is, is reaching the peak amounts she'll, okay. she'll reach for your entire cycle, but so is testosterone. Okay. So this is also why a lot of people will break out around their ovulation because that increasing in testosterone is now overproduced. So if you have too much estrogen, too much testosterone, we can actually see you as opposed to feeling amazing, kind of go on the other side of that and start to feel worse. Okay. And what about, and maybe we missed this. I mean, pregnancy brain's so hard right now. Um, if we talk about supplements to take during second phase and um it, maybe we already did i just blacked out um or no you're right third phase. we only talked about the first phase okay, yeah perfect. so second and third phase are going to be very similar because second is more like a bridge to three so for your follicular phase and your ovulatory phase this is where protein is really 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 important so ideally whole food sources if you need a protein powder great we can bump that up a little bit very important for making sure that you are supporting these processes, these hormonal changes, these healthy fats are really, really important as well because your hormones are made from fat, cholesterol, protein, all of those things are so, so important. This is when I also really like to see an increase in your B vitamins, similar to what we talked about on the menstruation, just for a different reason. B vitamins are great for energy levels uh, and just overall energy production and function. And this is where you may need a little bit less of like the iron and, and blood builders, but you want to maintain that those energy levels. So we may also be looking at vitamin D. We want to take a look at your zinc as well. Little things like that can go a long way. Um, and this is also where if you have the ability to bring in adaptogens, those are also awesome. Yeah. yeah, they're awesome. Cause then you can just help to ride that high and yes. continue to modulate that, that system. So adaptogens are awesome. Those would be your medicinal mushrooms and, and ashwagandha, things like that are fabulous. I love that you mentioned that. So that was something that was already like on my brain. You're talking about mood and energy. So life seasons has a formula. It's one of my favorites called adrenal tea and it's B vitamins and adaptogens. So it's full of all those kinds of like energizing. So that sounds like that is phase two, phase three supplementation. I feel like I've already become a master. Well, maybe not a master, but I'm understanding this a lot more. So B vitamins and adaptogens, absolutely great go-to. Okay. Yeah. Those are awesome. If you are able to bring in a bit of supplementation and you honestly just want to experiment because some people will notice, wow, I actually do feel much better when I bring these in. And that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Okay. So that would be your third phase. All right. So we're going to round it out with phase four. Yes, phase four. So remember how I said earlier, your phases can vary a little bit in length, right? Your your period and menstru- or menstrual phase can be three to seven days. The follicular phase can really vary depending on your cycle, but is probably typically like 
10 to 15 days more or less because you're typically ovulating around cycle day 14 to cycle day 24. Like somewhere in there is a pretty typical ovulation timing. And then ovulation lasts three to four days. So now typically we'd maybe be looking at cycle day 17 to cycle day 25 is when we're now moving into the final phase. And this is your luteal phase. So it is characterized by increasing levels of progesterone, which is again, the hormone, one of the main hormones we love that we talked about in our last episodes, progesterone should make you feel calm, relaxed. It should, you'll feel a little bit more introverted, which is totally fine. You might feel a little bit more tired. You want to keep to yourself. That's great. But you're also going to be very, very in touch with your emotions, the way you feel about your life. Listen to your intuition, especially in your luteal phase. It's not going to lie. This is a very, very big time for that. So trust your gut in your luteal phase. That's what I always say. So in this phase, this, we want to be actually a finite amount of time and we want to see it between 11 to 16 days. Technically you can go as low as nine, but that's not as optimal. We like to see 11 to 16 days from the time of ovulation to your next period. That's your luteal phase. And I say that because in order for progesterone to follow that nice big arch and for you to produce enough progesterone, it needs to carry you from ovulation all the way to your next period. If that's too short, we know your progesterone's too low. You're also probably going to feel anxious, moody, irritable, have trouble sleeping, hate everybody around you, be really snippy with your partner and all of your friends. And you may also experience things like spotting before the period or really bad PMS pre-period, really bad cramping, all that kind of stuff. Those again are warning lights, things, signs that things are not good. You should have a pretty okay and feel pretty good in that luteal phase. You might just need to lower the intensity in work, in your social life, in your exercise, for example. And what's very interesting, again, your body is so cool. After ovulation, this increase in progesterone actually makes you burn more calories at rest. So now your metabolism is working harder without you doing literally anything. Mm. You're burning more calories without you even trying. This is why we get so many cravings and we feel ravenous the week before our periods. So make sure from a, nutri- or a nutrition perspective, you're eating a lot more protein. You're really leaning into those healthy fats, lots of fiber. I always get my girls to eat more at breakfast and lunch to stave off those post-dinner cravings. And this is where I usually get people to double up on their magnesium. Make sure sometimes if you are taking adaptogens, you can switch them slightly to be a little bit more supportive to the lower levels in energy, or you can keep them the same and just see how that affects you. But making sure now that you're gearing up for that blood loss. So we want to bring back in those B vitamins, that zinc, you probably don't have to supplement with iron, but I love making sure my girls are eating red meat, lots of protein, lots of animal proteins is really important. Lots of dark leafy greens, things like that. All of that is going to be really important. Okay. Fantastic. I think we nailed it kind of covered and just I'll, I'll see if I can, you know, summarize and correct me if I'm wrong. So we have our first phase, which is with the start of the period. So that's from day one, not necessarily spotting. That's when we have a solid flow and that'll go between three to seven days. Um, and then that's like your menstrual phase. Is that what you call it? Okay. Exactly. Second phase is the follicular phase. You got it. Okay. And so that's when our estrogen is like, it, it's at a, like a, it's a high, but it's not a super high yet. Right. It's, it's on its way. She's climbing up the mountain. Okay. Exactly. So she's going up the mountain, um, feeling good during this phase, but it's really the ovulation phase where you are thriving. That's like the climax. You feel great on fire drive, sex drive, all the, all the things. Mm-hmm. And then that last phase is when 
the now the progesterone increases does the estrogen drop a little bit exactly estrogen is going to come down from that massive peak that she hit and as she comes down she should stay low but a lot of people have lingering high estrogen that gives them breast tenderness lots of cramping before the period gives them a lot of that irritability that anxiety that bloating so if you have a lot of pms pre-period especially with the breast tenderness and bloating and the anxiety and things like that you could be in the camp of high estrogen low progesterone and we want to swap that high progesterone moderately or moderate or medium to low estrogen Okay. And where does, I know we've briefly touched upon it, but where does testosterone play a role in some of the other phases? Like how does that, what's the roller coaster look like? Yes. So testosterone is going to follow basically like an inverted U. So it's going to be highest right around ovulation because of course now it's triggering that sex drive. It's of course now increasing that motivation to act. So you actually go out and find a mate. Your body wants you to have sex. Your body wants you to conceive. So, but on your period, your body doesn't produce very much testosterone in the follicular phase starts to increase ovulation it's peaking and then it's going to come back down as you approach your period again okay that makes sense. so that's why women's sex drive ebb and flow so much yeah. and it's not it's not a problem it's just something that we need to understand and address your hormones genuinely are set up differently for you to want it more at different times absolutely just to become aware of it and mm-hmm. that there are supplements that we can take that will help support that and again coming back to your periods shouldn't be painful you know it you shouldn't have to be clocking out of work if that is the case then there's something underlying going on. Mm-hmm. 100%. Right. Well, what is one takeaway you'd love our listeners to walk away with? Yes, absolutely. And actually, I forgot to add one more thing before I get into that is a note about the cycle length is all of this should happen within 24 to 36 days. So every 24 to 36 days, you should get your period. If you get it earlier than 24 days, that's a little too short. If you if it's longer than 36 days, that's a little too long. I just wanted to put that in Fantastic. there before we wrap up. A big takeaway, I would say, do not ignore your hormonal report card. That is your period. Your period is always a reflection of your previous cycle's hormonal activity. So you basically get a window into all of your hormones. You don't even have to do any blood work or any testing. You can literally look at how all my hormones are doing by assessing your period. Do not ignore it. It is exactly like you said, shouldn't be painful. You should not be calling in sick to work. You should not not feel like yourself. It's a beautiful thing that your body does. It's something to celebrate. I want you to be excited to get your period because it's another month that your body is doing what it's supposed to do. And if it is something that you are looking out for and tracking, it is a gorgeous thing. It is a really lovely thing for your body to be able to do. So I would say celebrate your period, but also make sure that you are looking out at that hormonal report card and actually saying, how did I feel? Phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four. Did I actually notice changes in my energy levels, in my sex drive? Wow, so cool. Or meh, nah, I didn't really notice that much of a change. Interesting. Let me take a look at this cycle. Just get curious. That That's what I would say. I love that. Get curious because I think the more we become aware and pay attention and are in tune to how we feel our energies, we learn so much. And I think it's so natural. I mean, I can speak for myself. I tend to over-exaggerate stuff. Oh my gosh, I haven't experienced this in 20 days where it was like really three days. And so jotting that information down is really crucial and, and mm-hmm. being able to look back and see those changes. So I I love that takeaway. Where can people find you? Yes. If you want to learn more about anything women's health uh, related, everything is at vanessaolywellness.com. And you can come follow me on Instagram and say hi at vanessaolywellness. Incredible. Well, thank you so much for coming back to the show. I feel much more informed and have a deeper understanding and I hope our listeners do as well. So until next time, thank you so much, Vanessa. Thanks, Nikki. All right. Bye.